from high atop his mountain of index cards and tournament brackets, this is The Joy of Booking, a fantasy booking podcast. Here's your host, DC Matthews. Thank you, Brandon Banks. This is The Joy of Booking. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews and Oh my lanta, do we have a doozy of an episode for you, my friends. Uh, the last couple of episodes have been very DC-centric. Uh, I've been giving you the matchups, I've been walking you through my thought process. Well, that ain't happening this week because we don't just have one hot tag. We don't just have two hot tags. We don't even just have three hot tags. Like the horsemen themselves, we have four hot tags for these four pages. So you're going to be hearing from Jeremy and Glenn and Brandon Banks in this episode. So just get ready. Get yourself a beverage of your choosing. Find yourself a comfy spot. If you're the type that listens while you're walking, head out on your trail. If you're the type that listens while commuting, I'm sorry you have to work. Head out onto the train or the rickshaw or wherever you get where you're going, however you get where you're going. <clears throat> We're going to have some fun in this episode. Uh, today's goal is to do pages 21 through 24. That includes the double losers bracket and that includes the round two of the tournament proper. If you've been listening the last few episodes, you understand how this works. So without further ado, we have a lot to get to and a lot of people to hear from and a lot of wonderful tag teams to talk about. So let us begin. Page 21, Double Losers Bracket. The Ding Dongs, taking on the acclaimed. Well, right off the bat, I don't know who the acclaimed is. And I'd look, except my Chromebook's over there, pointing to the spare bed that is in this room in which I spend most of my time. And uh, I don't want to look it up because in my head, I'm like, if the acclaimed were really that good, I'd know who they are. I can't tell if that's an AEW team, if that's a Ring of Honor team. Could be either. Could be an Impact team for all I know. But I do know the Ding Dongs. Ding Dong 1 and Ding Dong 2. I've watched a match of the Ding Dongs. They sat one when one person was in the ring wrestling. The other sat in the corner and rang that bell. Which is actually, when you think about it, not a bad strategy. Your partner's always going to know where his corner is. Or her corner is. You could have female Ding Dongs. Uh, because of the bell. So, with the apologies to whomever the acclaimed is... You should be more popular, because I don't know you. I'm giving the win to Ding and Dong, the Ding Dongs. You heard it. You heard it here first. Uh, The other matchup, uh, poor luck, double losers, Manny Fernandez and Rick Rude. They lost to uh, Kadaro, Tyson Kidd, and Cesaro in the first round. They lost to Raven and Tommy Dreamer in the second round or the first round of the Constellations, rather. Um, A very good team. And the team of Revolution, who I didn't know who that was until I turned my page back, and I actually wrote it 
Abyss and Storm. Why did I not write who the acclaimed was? I don't know. Probably because when I wrote this down low many months ago when I started this notebook, I probably didn't know who they were then either. Uh, So because I didn't know that it was Abyss and James Storm, I have to give the win to Manny and to Rick Rude. So our triple losers bracket for uh, page 21 will be the acclaimed and revolution. Let's go to the uh, tournament proper. Each page had 16 names to start. We've whittled it down to eight. We're now going to whittle it down to four. Winner advances. Loser goes into the constellations. Harlem Heat versus the Samoan SWAT team. This would be an excellent match. Samoan SWAT team, pretty sure some variation of the head shrinkers. I remember watching an old NWA pay-per-view, maybe even WCW pay-per-view, depending on what year it was, and watching the Samoan SWAT team and going, that's definitely Rikishi, and that's Samu. So this is just the head shrinkers. I think they had a third guy. may have been the Samoan Savage. I don't really recall. Uh, But regardless, Harlem Heat is one of the greatest tag teams of all time, so they will advance. Samoan SWAT team will move on into the constellations to take on the team of Evil and Sonata, which, again, that would probably be a very good match. Uh, Magnum TA and Mr. Wrestling 2, we heard from them in, uh, we heard from Jeremy in round one. Maybe that's why I don't know who the acclaimed is, because it didn't really matter, because I had a hot tag. Uh, They will be taking on the team of Rey Mysterio and Rob Van Dam. So, let's go over my rules, because these are both probably very good teams. Uh, Scene versus unseen i definitely have not seen the team of magnum ta and mr wrestling 2 that is definitely not a team i've ever watched i don't know if i've ever seen the team of ray mysterio and rob van dam i have no recollection of it i can picture them both i can picture them both standing next to each other i don't know that i've ever seen them uh together as a tag team so it's possible that i've not seen either of these two teams Uh, Named versus unnamed, well, neither of them have names. So we're even Steven uh, for both of these. Um, Third thing, historical context. I have no recollection of a historical context for Magnum and Mr. Wrestling. Jeremy probably would disagree, but I don't recall his hot tag having anything that was, you know, world-changing. Nor do I think there's anything world-changing about the Rey Mysterio-Rob Van Dam team. This is the era of the WWE where they had so much talent, they were just throwing teams together just to keep good wrestlers on TV. Um, And then the fourth rule is I have to know who they are. Well, I do know who they are. I think what I have to do in this situation, and it is a, a flaw on my part, I own that 100%. I have watched Rob Van Dam wrestle many times. I have watched Rey Mysterio wrestle many times. I've watched Magnum TA wrestle. I don't know if I've seen Mr. Wrestling 2 ever wrestle. And because of that, I don't think I can say that that team is better because I don't know Mr. Wrestling 2 as a competitor. So based on that rule alone, and again, my own fault for not having watched enough old school wrestling. I am giving the win to Mysterio and Rob Van Dam. 
Magnum and Wrestling 2 will go Wrestle Raven and Tommy Dreamer in the Constellations. Our next matchup is the Von Eriks versus Kadaro, Tyson Kidd and Cesaro. We mentioned them before. Let's get into the very first hot tag. Should I play the intro? It's been a while. Let's play the intro. It's the hot tag. Being in a successful tag team is like being a part of a family. You might even say that you are closer to your tag team partner than you are with your family. After all, you're with your partner every day. You're traveling, eating, working out, and doing business with your partner way more often than you see your blood relatives. And let's face it, when you're being beaten down by a gang of dastardly heels in a back alley, parking lot, or in the middle of the ring surrounded by 10,000 shrieks and boos, it's not your family coming out to save you. It's your tag team partner. When it comes to tag teams with cohesion, loyalty, and the do-whatever-it-takes attitude to stand up for what's right and for their own, look no further than the Von Erichs. It often wasn't pretty, and it certainly wasn't rehearsed or choreographed, but Von Erich matches were believable and, in a lot of cases, pretty damn legitimate. And oh yeah, they actually were family. Kevin and Kerry, tag team partners from birth, were destined to extend that sense of family and loyalty to their work in the ring. Together, the boys won tag team gold five times and were two of the three members of eight different six-man tag title reigns. And you want cultural significance? While David Von Erich was the best in-ring wrestler of the bunch, no two Von Erichs did more to get the family name over with the people and synonymous with Texas wrestling than Kevin and Kerry. It's impossible to state how important Kevin and Kerry were to keep wrestling relevant in Texas while Vince was busy shutting down all the territories. The Dallas territory was relatively small, basically running Dallas and Fort Worth weekly and hitting the smaller spot show towns semi-regularly. But even without the sprawling geographic reach as Mid-South or Mid-Atlantic, the energy and fire that the boys showed the people that by working hard, standing up for what's right, and sticking up for family no matter what, the good guys will always win. There were perhaps no better example of a tag team in that what you see is what you get, no gimmick was needed. That's what Texans and the kayfabe era latched onto. The Von Erichs took them on a ride that lasted four or five years, but lives on to this day in the hearts of Texas wrestling fans. Jeremy, I must say you have gotten very, very good at the hot tags. And may I also say your audio sounds delightful. Uh, that is Jeremy at EPL and NFL, one of the hosts of the Piece of Business podcast. You can find that on your podcast gimmick, as Jeremy would say. Uh, we will hear from his other host or the other host of the Piece of Business podcast, Glenn, who sent in not one but two hot tags because he is the bestest of all besties. Uh, we'll hear from him later on in the show. All right. So clearly the Von Erich should win this match. Um, I would not have understood the historical significance without Jeremy's help. And as much as I love Kadaro, um, that is probably not the best Cesaro team you know, that would be an interesting question all its own. Kings of Wrestling, Tyson Kidd and Cesaro, The Bar, Shinsuke and Cesaro. I'm probably missing some. The Real Americans with Swagger. You know, one of the best tag team wrestlers of all time is Mr. Uh, Swiss Superman. Uh, so the Von Eriks will win. Kadaro will go take on Totally Buff. Uh, 
you could make a case that Buff Bagwell is one of the great tag team wrestlers of all time, but I'm not gonna, at least not right now. Uh, the final matchup here on page 21 is the two dudes with attitude, Diesel and the heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels versus the Russian team of, um, I, I would assume this is the Koloffs, I, Ivan and Nikita, although you could also throw in Crusher Khrushchev, a.k.a. Barry Darso, a.k.a. Repo Man, a.k.a. Demolition Smash, uh, a.k.a. Hole in One Barry Darso, a.k.a. The Blacktop Bully. Can we tell I like Barry Darso? A little bit. Um, now, this is tricky because I don't have a hot tag on it. Uh, the two dudes with attitude, I'm clearly more well-versed in them, but their team did not exist for very long. And this is the, you know, when they were called two dudes with attitude, this is after uh, Diesel has turned heel, won the title. I think this is even after they fought for the title at WrestleMania. And then Shawn Michaels turns babyface, and they teamed for a bit before Kevin Nash left, I think. I think that's around the time we're talking, 95-ish. As much as I like that team, the Russian team was a big part of the 80s, a big part of NWA. So I will give the win to the Russians, if only to set up uh, a round three matchup just for... My friend Jeremy. Two dudes with attitude will go take on uh, El Fantasmo and Ishimori in the Constellation second round. So here are our uh, round one, page 21. Actually, it's not even round one. Page 21, round three matchups. Harlem Heat versus Mysterio and Rob Van Dam. Interesting because Booker T teamed with Rob Van Dam and probably at one point teamed with Raymond Mysterio. But then we get the Von Eriks versus the Russians. I'm going to want Jeremy to weigh in, if not in a hot tag. Clearly, he and I will have to speak about that. All right. Page 21. Looking good. Feeling good. Uh, page 22. Double losers bracket. Rybaxel versus the Armstrong brothers. This is Brad and Scott. <sighs> It pains me to go through these rules because I know where they're going to go. Seen versus not seen. To my shame, I have seen Rybaxel. I don't think I've ever seen Brad Armstrong team with his brother, Scott. Name versus no name. Rybaxel has a name, clearly. The Armstrongs is a family name, but I don't know if that quite counts. Uh, historical significance, none, I think, for either team. Uh, and I can name everybody. So based on that, I have to painfully uh, give the win here to Rybaxel. Only because I do like Curtis Axel. If Ryback was teaming with, Ed, you know, not anyone else, but there's many other people he would team with that it would just, I would throw out the rules and they would lose. Uh, and it's, again, any other Armstrong combination I'd probably give the win to. But Brad and Scott, I, I can't even see that team in my head. And then we have the Second City Saints, which I believe are Punk and Cabana, versus the East-West connection of Adonis and Ventura. That would be a good match. 
Uh, I'm giving the win to the East-West Connection, if only because the Second City Saints uh, might be the only team in this entire tournament to have legal proceedings going on against the other person. So, there's that. All right. Page 22, uh, tournament proper. Uh, Red Dragon, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly before NXT, taking on the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov. Again, fantastic match. Uh, Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov have the size advantage. Iron Sheik has legitimate, you know, wrestling martial arts background. Uh, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, both incredibly skilled technical wrestlers and martial artists of their own right. Um, this would be fun. I'm going to give the win to Red Dragon. Not only do they have a name, as opposed to the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov, who don't. That's part of it. Uh, but also, Red Dragon was one of the best teams going. And this was an era in which, you know, going back to the early 80s, the WrestleMania 1-2 era, not a huge emphasis on tag teams on pay-per-views. Uh, and so while the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov were a great team, I'm giving the win to Red Dragon. And I'm just doing it. I don't, I'm not going to explain it. That's just what happens. Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov will take on the team of Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns in the Constellations. Another fun one. Uh, the Rhodes Brothers and the Hart Dynasty, a battle of two all-time wrestling families. Now, in this instance, the Hart Dynasty, is that? Yeah, that's actually, I, I'm wrong. At first, going into this, I thought that was uh, Brian Pillman and Davey Boy Smith Jr., but that's the new Hart Foundation. The Hart Dynasty, I believe, is Tyson Kidd and Davey Boy Smith Jr., with Natalia. Pretty sure on that. Uh, and the fact that I don't know that is enough to give the Rhodes Brothers the win. I know who those are. The fact that I was questioning who the Hart Dynasty was just means on its own, they can't have won. Uh, Hart Dynasty will go take on Doug Furness and Dan Crawford, a.k.a. Phil LaFon. Uh, the Rhodes family advances. Next up, 3MB, Heath Slater and Drew McIntyre are taking on the anti-fun police. And if we're talking about the anti-fun police, you know who we're going to hear from. Glenn, Bubby, Baby, take it away. The anti-fun police versus 3MB. Slater takes in Drew McIntyre to be confronted by Los Federalist Jr., Drew whips Santos into the corner, not noticing there has been a hot tag to the Chief. Another whip from Drew. Santos comes off the turnbuckle, pulling the anti-fun gun, stopping Drew in his tracks. Way is standing there. The Chief comes off the top rope into a backstabber and pins Drew for an anti-fun police win. Credit to Glenn, because no one, to my recollection has ever actually booked the match that we were going to see. So it sounded like a pretty quick match. I don't know if we missed some stuff. I don't know if Heath Slater just never tagged in. But you know what? This is not the best version 
of 3MB, so I'm going with it. The anti-fun police making it to the third round. 3MB, Slater and Drew will be taking on the best friends in the Constellation. Final matchup of page 22. Uh, Well, let's talk about Marcus Bagwell since he's going to show up again. Um, Bagwell and Scorpio, that's the team we're about to talk about. Uh, The Stars and Stripes, him and the Patriot, recently passed away Patriot. Uh, American Males, Vicious and Delicious, totally buff. You know, Marcus Alexander Bagwell, for all his faults, pretty good tag team wrestler. However, Scorpio and Bagwell going up against the Hollywood Blondes. And you know how much I love the Hollywood Blondes. They weren't tag a tag team for long, but they were pretty incredible. So Scorpio and Bagwell taking on a, a team. This would be a match that I think could open a pay-per-view. High energy. Owen Hart and Coco Beware versus Scorpio and Bagwell. That would open a very fun pay-per-view. All right. Our third round matchups for page 22. Red Dragon versus the Rhodes Brothers. Excellent. Anti-Fun Belize versus the Hollywood Blondes, also excellent. Glenn, the Anti-Fun Police, a team I've never seen, made it into the third round. I didn't blink. I didn't argue. I didn't question. I'm just going to say right now, if you think they can beat Steve Austin and Brian Pillman, I'm going to need some serious evidence to make that jump. Okay? Okay. All right, page 20. Oh, for the love of God, Brandon. No, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't give me a hot tag on the young bucks. Great googly moogly. This is my hot tag. Look, I'm going into this tag fully aware that it may be the first hot tag, not going up against another, to take the job. But I'm going to try to do my best to convince you, DC, that the Young Bucks should beat the Street Profits and move on to the next round. Now, I know not everyone is a fan of the Bucks, the Olds especially, but there are reasons to advance them here. Why do so many not like the Bucks? They ruin the business, right? Too flippy, floppy, no legal tags. Tag rope? They made the super kick meaningless, etc. All valid reasons not to like Matt and Nick, I suppose. Then why, Mr. Banks? Should they move on? Historical context. It's still a rule, right? The Bucks didn't always play by their own rules. You remember Generation Me, right? They used the tag rope, followed traditional tag rules, did all that. And they didn't stick out whatsoever. Could have easily been the end of their wrestling careers. But they did hit the indie circuits and changed the game. You could say they ruined the business, sure. You could also say they changed it for the better. Not because in-ring styles have become more of a freestyle anarchy circus of acrobatics, which is okay, it's 2021, but they created a following and opened fans' eyes to the indie scene, opening up doors for talented individuals that would have never had a chance before. They proved that if you put in the work, you can make money and have a career, even if you don't work for the E. They are revolutionary and obviously influential. Oh, they also won 11 titles in New Japan, which is the most serious promotion outside of maybe the NWA. 
I could probably go on, but the point has been made. Historical context is why the Young Bucks deserve to move on. I hate you. And here is why I hate you, Brandon Banks. Number one, you're right. Historical context for now uh, certainly favors the Bucks. I might not love what that historical context means, but as a historian, or at least an amateur historian, I know that I can't just favor the history that I like. So I will give the Young Bucks the win. Here is the real reason um, why I'm filled with just utter loathing and resentment. I got so upset when I turned the page and saw the Bucks of Youth name on page 23 that I forgot to do the double losers bracket on the other side. So now I'm out of order. My, my routine has been interrupted. I am not at peace. And it is your fault, Brandon Banks. So let's pause on the Young Bucks. Let's quickly do... Uh, this other, the double losers bracket, Deuce and Domino versus Kenny Omega and Adam Page. Obviously, Deuce and Domino deserve to win. Uh, they are the superior team in every way, and I'm not just punishing Omega and Page because they happen to share uh, friendship and a promotion with the Young Bucks. They deserve to lose. So, Omega and Page in the triple losers bracket. Uh, and then we have the High Flyers, which is Greg Gagne and Jim Brunzel taking on Scum, Jacobs, and Carino. I have seen the High Flyers wrestle watching an AWA show. I have not seen Scum, so that is enough to give the win to the High Flyers. So the triple losers bracket for Page 23 is Omega and Page versus Scum. And it was a scummy thing for you to do, Brandon Banks, to use historical context against me. Because that's the one thing I can't argue with. I can't argue with historical context. <sighs> Darn it. All right. Young Bucks get the win. Street Profits take on the Road Dog and X-Pac in the Constellations. Let's move on. Uh, the Midnight Express, uh, Bobby Eaton and Dennis Condry. This is that version, so not the number one seed, Midnight's, uh, taking on the Young Dragons. Let's talk about the greatness of the Young Dragons. You've got Kaz Hayashi, excellent cruiserweight talent. You've got Jamie San, a.k.a. Jamie Noble, fantastic wrestler, uh, underrated, should have been more successful if he was only a little bit taller. And then you have Yang, a.k.a. Akio, a.k.a. Jimmy Wang Yang. I suggest one of the great cruiserweights of all time. He did moves, and he the, his, the way his body moved through space uh, was better than anything that I've seen in quite some time. And then they had Leia Miao, who was from ECW. That I didn't care for, but the great matches with three count. I'm saying all this because, of course, I have to give the win to the Midnight Express, if only. Because now, in round three, the Young Bucks, the Midnight Express... Eaton and Condry. New wrestling, nouveau wrestling, old school wrestling. No tag rope, tag rope. I look forward to the dueling hot tags that will 
uh, come forth. So the Midnight's advance. Young Dragons, uh, their bad luck's going to continue because they're taking on Bulldog and Owen Hart, who uh, did not make it because of a hot tag on the team they faced in the first round, the Grizzled Young Veterans, which means the Grizzled Young Veterans are in the second round, and they're taking on Evolution, which is Batista and Flair. So, Glenn, what do you got for me? Evolution versus the Grizzled Young Vets. We join the match towards the end. Despite taking a beating from Batista, James Drake manages to tag in Zach Gibson, who catches Batista with a knee to the face. Batista staggers back dazed to his corner and tags in Flair. Flair tries to stick Gibson in the figures four, but Gibson counters, locking in the Shankly gates to get a submission win for the grizzled young vets. You can tell that Glenn is almost getting a little too comfortable here with the hot tags. He knows he's the bestest of all possible besties. He knows this. And he also knows that I'm going to love and respect and honor uh, everything he does, almost without question. So he decides. Not only is he going to give the Grizzled Young Veterans the win over Batista and Ric Flair, Hall of Famers on their own right, pretty good tag team if I say so myself he's going to book it and have Zach Gibson get a submission victory over the nature boy not saying you're wrong not saying I'm going to disagree with it but those are some serious arm bars you got hanging down there that you can book that on my show I'll give you the win, though. Grizzled Young Veterans advance. Evolution uh, going in against Black Rain and Relic. I can't promise that's always going to work, though. I I may have to have some evidence to support why Drake and Gibson should win in the future. Or any other team. But I love what you're doing, and I love you. You know that, Glenn. Final matchup. Uh, I'd pay money to watch this one. Hayabusa and Jinzei Shinzaki, a.k.a. Hakushi taking on AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels. If this could be some sort of uh, ultimate X match, it would be brilliant and talked about for years. I have not seen Hayabusa and Shinzaki as a team that I am aware of, so the win just on its own has to go to AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels, and it's Christopher Daniels. What am I going to do? It's, it's my guy, my man, my homie G. Young Bucks versus Midnight's, uh, Grizzled Young Vets versus Styles, and Daniels. Interesting here. You've got uh, you've got Brandon Banks, who's a fab fan of the Bucks of Youth. Glenn, no, Jeremy, who's the old school guy, who's a fan of the Midnights. Glenn, representing the UK and the Grizzled Young Veterans, and me, who would wear a Christopher Daniels shirt if I owned one. So we're all sort of that inner circle. We're all represented just on page twenty-three. All right, one more page to go. We're at a hot tags. Thank you to Banks and Glenn and Jeremy for all the work you've done. Uh, double losers bracket here on page 24. The Highlanders versus the Edgeheads. Clearly, it's got to go to Hawkins and Ryder before they were Hawkins and Ryder. The, the only historical context that comes from the Highlanders is it's the one person I know who got fired for showing up at another show, another promotion show. And then we've got from Japan, uh, Makabe and Hanma. And then we've got the Crusher and the Bruiser. Now, this is tricky. 
I've technically watched Maccabi and Hanwa as a team. I don't think I've ever watched the Crusher and Dick the Bruiser as a team. So by my own rules, I've got to give the win to Maccabi and Hanma. Now, I feel bad about that because I can't imagine that the Crusher and the Bruiser deserve to be in the triple losers bracket. But then again, if somebody wanted to weigh in, they would have done so by now. So maybe none of us appreciate the Crusher and the Bruiser like we should. I'll give the win to Maccabi and Hanma. I'm going to do something weird with a triple losers bracket anyways. I just want to get it done once we get this over with. Um, I've realized the flaw in all of this, if I'm being honest. Uh, you know, I'm not doing the tournament probably in the way that I should. But regardless, it's happening. Uh, I'll make sure Crusher and Bruiser are well respected in whatever I do with the triple losers bracket. All right. Let's get this page done. The Hardy Boys versus Kurt Henning and Scott Hall great match clash of styles in terms of the aerial assault uh and the high risk moves of the hardys versus the technical skills of henning and the size and power of hall um the hardy boys again historical context and name the hardy boys get a win over henning and hall who will take on divine storm in the second round of the constellations uh, the Twin Towers, <clears throat> we've heard from Brandon Banks about them taking on the team from TNA of Dallas and Kid Cash. Twin Towers have a name. Twin Towers are better than Dallas and Kid Cash. I like Kid Cash, and Lance Archer's fine. Uh, but yeah, clearly that's got to go to the Twin Towers. Uh, pretty deadly. People who listen to this show may think that Pretty Deadly is the greatest tag team in the world right now. I don't know if I agree, uh, but I also don't know if I can tell you a team who's better. How about that? Uh, and they're taking on Finn Juice, uh, Finley and Juice Robinson, another fine team that's getting its chance to shine these days. But yeah, boy, we'll give the win to Pretty Deadly. Finn Juice takes on the Blue Bloods. It would have been funnier... The Blue Bloods of Regal and Taylor, not Regal and Eaton. Uh, it would have been funnier to have Pretty Deadly versus Regal. I'd love to see that. Hopefully we get to see that at some point. Some sort of interaction between uh, Stoker and Howley. Yeah, not Huxley. That's Saxon Huxley. That's a different guy. Uh, and um, Commish Regal, Mr. Regal, Lord, Lord Stephen. Uh, and then we have, this one's, this might be the hardest one to call of any of them today, the Un-Americans, Christian and Lance Storm, versus the U.S. Express of Barry Windham and Mike Rotundo. Again, four Hall of Fame guys. Both have names. I've seen them both. Um, I know who all the members of the teams are. Historical context. The U.S. Express went into WrestleMania one as champions and lost. So they, I believe, historically speaking, are the first champions to ever lose at a WWF slash E pay-per-view, which is historical context, but it's also the kind of stat you see on ESPN where they're like, wow, Raphael Devers has struck out, uh, you know, he strikes out 80% of the time when it's a Thursday and the moon is full. Uh, 
but that is historical context. But then again, the Un-Americans were a great team uh, to be a anti-American team after 9-11 is ballsy. The fact that they were Canadian and um, from the UK helped. Muhammad Hassan didn't work. The Un-Americans did work. Uh, I think it comes down to uh, who I like. And of the four, Lance Storm's my favorite. Then it would be Wyndham's pretty good. Christian's pretty good. I'm I'm soured on Christian since he went to AEW. I'm not going to lie. I don't know why that matters to me, but it does. I'll give the win to the Un-Americans. Um, I think that's right. I think that's the right answer. U.S. Express will take on the Dynamic Dudes in the Constellation second round. So our page 24 third round matchups. The Hardy Boys and the Twin Towers. Another clash of styles. And then Pretty Deadly versus the Un-Americans. I feel good about all of this. I feel good about all of this, except I'm noticing I didn't write down uh, over on page 23 that Hayabusa and Shinzaki will take on heavy machinery. Uh, My rhythm in page 23 was soured because of Brandon Banks and his heelish hot tag. He healed it up, gang. Uh, But I still had fun, and fun is what matters. We have two more episodes to go to get through the second round and the double losers bracket, and then i got to figure everything out from there. We've got to figure out what we're doing with the triple losers. Are we going to take the double losers and... Just get them done and not let them continue to advance. They're just in the bottom third. Are we going to mix it up? I'll decide that later. Uh, But for right now, like I said, two more episodes to go to finish the second round. A lot more good teams to come. I'm quite excited. My name is DC Matthews. I hope you had fun. That's what it's all about. I'll see you next time we celebrate the joy of booking.